Hi everyone, I'm Shay Graham, licensed psychotherapist, and this is In the Mood, a podcast designed to help people who identify as female learn evidence-based coping strategies to increase desire, boost confidence, and of course, improve their sex lives. This is the second episode. Today, I'll be talking to Kanitha Brown. Kanitha is a Cambodian-American photographer whose work is influenced by intimacy, womanhood, and the politics of image-making. Brown has worked with publications and clients including LUSA and Rolling Stone magazine. Her publications include Photo Vogue and Style magazine, The Fader, Curve magazine, and she has selected mentions including the Grammys, Polaroid, NPR Music, The Guardian Music, and Restriction magazine. Even more impressive today, May 1st, is Kanitha's 22nd birthday. So happy birthday, Kanitha. May you spend this day making memories that you can't recall. A few months ago, Kanitha's work went viral when she posted a picture of a woman lifting her white dress to reveal blood-stained underwear. This piece was titled, Normalize Periods. I want to read an excerpt from Kanitha's website. This is a description of, of her work. Normalized Periods is an ongoing collaborative project, Lids Crowley, that confronts the stigmas surrounding menstruation. Rather than concealing its traces, as women and people with periods across cultures are conditioned to do, Brown's photographs regard menstruation as an accepted and beautiful bodily function worthy of documentation, celebration, and conversation. By showcasing the very images that people with periods are taught to hide, Normalized Periods aims to rethink and reclaim the dominant narrative surrounding menstruation. The absence of these images in societies worldwide enables woman shaming, misinformation, and gender inequality. Through the creation and viewing of this work, it is Brown's hope that her subjects and viewers with periods learn to love themselves for what society insists on shaming them for. And that's the end of the excerpt. When I read this, I was so excited to to meet Kanitha because her work is aligned with the spirit of In the Mood it encourages women to delight in experiences that are uniquely female regardless of how traditionally unsexy or unappealing or let's just say it because we've all been taught to to think this way gross how we think periods are right so through this process of encountering and wrestling with the images in Kanitha's work, we can begin to deconstruct and unlearn old habits, right? We can begin to celebrate something.
Well, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Kenitha Brown. I am a 20 year old student at the Massachusetts College of Art in Boston, Massachusetts. I primarily make work um, with women and things dealing with the politics of making images of women, as well as things like representation and um, self-image. And my mom is a Cambodian immigrant. Um, I was really inspired by the pictures she was taking uh, when she came to the United States um, when she was around 14 years old. And that kind of sparked a chain reaction for me to get really interested in turning um, a love that she had for just taking pictures into an actual um, practice and a whole conceptual um, work. So yeah. That's so interesting that your, your mother also is a photographer. Do you remember the moment you felt completely inspired by your mother's work? Uh, what was the exact image that you saw or maybe it was a conversation that you had with your mother about the impact of her photography? So my mom, um, when she came over, she didn't really start taking pictures, I would say until um, she was in college um, and she was starting to have that independence. She's a doctor um, and a lot of what she was doing with the photography was very like personal and just like a documentation of her new life. So we just have archives and archives and archives in my house of her film photography. And I used to steal the pictures when I was little, not so little, like maybe when I was 14 and I would put them um, up in my room. And I didn't really realize that at the time I was making um, like a mood board and collection of things that were inspirational to me. So I would say like, um, I've always been interested in photography. I've always been interested in my mom's work. Um, but I think upon like taking the pictures into my room and sitting with them every single night was just kind of like a realization for me that this is potentially something that I wanted to do, but I didn't know um, that it could be a career. Absolutely. And your mother's a, a doctor, so she also has her, her outlet in addition to her career. Uh, I can already tell that your mother is such a, a huge influence. Can you describe to me a bit about the communication between yourself and your mother uh, growing up? It wasn't very good, to be completely honest with you. I think um, we're known for clashing a lot. And I think what's really interesting about us is that we both share um, a love for something and we're both very good at it in different types of ways and I think um, our love for like drawing and photography and things like that spoke to each other silently um, like I come from a household in a culture where I've personally felt as if um, like intimacy uh, in a platonic family type way wasn't shown or expressed very often and I think that was like the art um, the arts for us was just a way to connect silently and I find it to be like very endearing, honestly. Um, but yeah, that lack of intimacy definitely um, was very influential in the work that I was making and my um, influence. Um, yeah. That's so telling, right? That culture kind of pushed you to communicate with your mother in, in different ways because you couldn't verbally express yourself and so you did so using your photography I'm, I'm guessing in the early stages can you 
Talk to me a bit more about the role of culture and how culture in your culture informs your photography or maybe not your, your current work, but perhaps uh, earlier in your career. It's interesting because, um, you know, my, my mom is Cambodian, as I said, my dad is white, um, so I'm biracial. And so there was like two different types of cultures happening, but like, um, if you take ethnicity out of it, like the culture of my household was just so, um, and it's still very, like I said, there's like a lack of intimacy. It's very cold, but there are ways where we are able to connect with each other. And that's influenced my work because I only photograph people. Um, I think I've been craving so much intimacy for my entire life in so many different ways. Like it was really hard for me to maintain lasting friendships growing up. And um, other things have happened to me where I felt like um, I've been unable to connect with myself intimately or like explore my own womanhood and even relate to other women. Like there was a period of time where I barely had any female friends, um, which was hard for me. So yeah, I think in so many aspects of my life, especially in my artwork, I'm craving um, not only intimacy with other people, but just like learning more about myself through that. Yeah, this is uh, an interesting theme, intimacy. How do you define intimacy and, and what does intimacy look like uh, or what should it look like in your life? So I think that um, there's a lot of conceptions about what intimacy can be. And of course it can be um, a romantic or sexual type of thing. Um, but for me, it's always just been like this subconscious thought that like, um, it's just a matter of being like close to people and being able to feel um, comfortable with other people in so many different types of ways because intimacy as we're, as you kind of mentioned, like it's different for everyone. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, for me, it's just, it's closeness. Um, and that doesn't even have to be like verbal. You don't need to tell your secrets to every single person to be intimate with them. Um, it's just, there's a, a matter of like understanding in like a physical or a mental way. Um, and there's times where when I'm shooting with um, women that not a lot of things are being said at all. Um, and there's a camera like in between me and someone else, but, um, it's so intimate because it's like, um, when you give people like the freedom to like express themselves in any sort of way, there's no like restrictions and it's like a safe environment, which is like what I'm trying to create in my work there's like this level of intimacy happening that has nothing to do with romance, nothing sometimes to do with friendship. Like sometimes these are complete strangers. Um, so yeah, like to me, it's literally just closeness. I, I love that definition, right? It's comfort and it's closeness. It's space to be yourself, right? When you feel uh, comfortable with someone, when you have that intimate connection, you can pose for a photo, even though you've never met this person, or you can uh, share uh, secrets about your life, even though uh, the person listening is not entitled to that information, which is, that's a, a very good point. So I, I feel that I understand your work, right? Uh, it's almost a medium to uh, create or establish intimacy, right? Either mm -hmm. between the artist and the subject of the art, between a daughter and a mother, right? Child, parent, 
Uh, and that's how photography functions in your life. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Well, talk to me a bit about your, your current work. Um, I didn't start really making um, what some people may label as like very political um, work, I guess, um, until last fall. Um, upon going to college and, you know, kind of getting the feel of like who I like to take pictures of, um, I was like, oh, like, I really like taking pictures of women. It's just, there's, it's not even necessarily about the aesthetic that women present, but also like there is a connection that I was really interested in that I could not seem to like create with male models. And it had so much to do with the fact that I feel like women are on like the same playing field and we have something in common. So um, yeah, I was just really interested in that. And so my recent work has definitely become, um, like I said, what people may deem as like a little more political. I'm definitely um, playing with things that are labeled as taboo for a lot of women and their experiences um, and just trying to like celebrate them and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, and I'm basically like trying to balance that type of work with making money at the same time. So my recent work um, like commercially, um, which is great, has still um, incorporated this type of empowerment um, for women. Um, I recently have done two editorials with Rolling Stone for the Women's History Month issue, which is really great. So I've just been um, trying to find work and participate in work that combines everything together and kind of break down these like really white supremacist male stigmas that photography is so binary and you can only be like a fine artist or a commercial artist. I think that there's totally something in the middle and you can still be making um, influential work and things like that while also having fun and like taking pictures with women and becoming friends and like things like that. So yeah. I love that and congratulations on your Rolling Stone feature, of course. I'm so interested in how other people have power to politicize your, your work and what aspects of your work uh, people are choosing to politicize. Can you talk to us a bit about why you believe your work is being politicized? Yeah, so there's a lot of things in this world that people um, deem as political when they shouldn't be. They're just necessary parts of existing or just parts of our identity, things like that. Um, particularly, um, I've noticed, and I'm so interested in public reaction. Like I'm so interested in what I called like the politics of making an image because it's like, you know, what people are discussing, the sides of it, things like that, just what goes into it. Um, recently, I've been making a lot of work about um, menstruation and things like that. And um, I'm very early to this work, so I'm still navigating exactly what I wanna do with it. Um, but I had a professor um, last year who was telling me like, you should really like get interested in how people are gonna react to the work you're making. And um, that became 
like a part of the work. So when I started making these period pictures, I was like really excited to post them online because I knew that there was going to be absolute chaos um, in what people were going. So like there was going to be a select group of people that found it to be a really political but like empowering experience um, and then other people to view it as something improper and negative. Um, so yeah, that's been really interesting and honestly disturbing to watch um, unfold. Uh, so yeah, like I'm not really, I'm not entirely sure like where um, the ideas come from like on this side with like the negativity and everything. Um, but in the whole point is like in having the negative reaction, you're still having a conversation about it. It's still being circulated. Um, the topics are still being discussed and acknowledged and that enough is really empower empowering for me as an artist. Um, so yeah, it's super cool, honestly, to see people just um, arguing with each other over something that's literally so normal. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's such a powerful idea that you can take uh, an, an image of something that's so normal, as you say, but controversial because it's taboo. You can distribute yes. an image of this taboo thing, like a period, and simply by distributing it, you're forcing people to confront the taboo and discuss it. And thus, through the cycle of discussion, you can help to normalize this. Yes. And the whole project is called Normalize Periods. Yeah. So no matter, like, I can literally say absolutely nothing in the caption, engage with absolutely no one but 6,000 people will see the picture and then those 6,000 people are gonna circulate it or talk about it. Yeah. And in that, the work is done. Like, that's it. it's off, so yeah. Talk about the period. That is, yep. I, I admire the work. I, I want to ask you a, a bit about how people receive and uh, perceive your work. So what's a common misconception that folks have about your work? It can be about normalizing periods or a different project, but what is a common misconception that you've seen? I'm not sure. I feel like the first thing that I think about is like, I believe that people may think that my work is usually about other people. Um, but a lot of the time, like, this is where my work starts to intersect, like, fine art and, like, um, choreographed, like, commercial work and things like that. Um, because I'm so, like, heavy on both sides of that, I'm so used to choreographing things, so I'll make things um, that I desire versus telling someone's narrative, if that makes sense. So, like, the work is kind of about me. Um, but I'm using other people and collaborating with models. And in that it becomes more of like a universal female experience versus like me telling someone else's story. Um, like, as I said before, I use my work definitely to navigate myself for like a lot of the years that I lost um, and can like, I'm continuing to feel that way where I feel disconnected from my own body or myself or um my femininity so yeah I feel like that's probably like the biggest misconception um as much as like 
I'm not like making the work with the intention of like, all right, this is this thing that happened to me and I'm going to make a picture about it. It's mostly just like, um, this work is definitely for me versus, um, other people. Like, obviously it's for women, but it has so much to do with me, I guess. Sure. Uh, that you're seeing yourself in other women, right? Yes. Able to identify that commonality that connects us and, in that way, it's, it's for yourself, of, per, of course, it, it's personal, but it's also universal. And, and one other thing, like connecting really to the theme of um, your show is like, it's not only something that I like, it's not something I see in myself and someone else sometimes. And a lot of the time, it's something that I don't see in myself that I desire or am curious about um, that I see in my friends or models or whoever is posing for the picture. That is, uh, thank you so much for sharing your work. I think that's a great place to, to pause. Of course, I don't want to say stop because we're going to continue to have this conversation. I'm sure that we'll have you back for multiple interviews. Um, before we go, my last question, I always have to ask, what gets you in the mood? Respect. It's, it took me a second, but yeah, respect is absolutely the key for me. Um, sometimes I find it to be a problem that that's the bare minimum sometimes. Um, but yeah, feeling respected, feeling um, like I can be intimate and vulnerable with someone um, is a very important thing for me. Awesome. Awesome. I'm pretty sure that respect resonates with so many women, right? Mm, yeah. yeah, it's a turn on now. <laughs> yep. you, you know, that's the, the bare minimum, as, as you mentioned, but no, now it's a bonus. 